Welcome back to another episode of Everything Executive Coaching. This is Kim Addis. Let's get started. So Kim, in this episode, we're going to be talking about leaders and coaching. And some of the things that I'm really curious about is why you think in particular it's important for leaders to be coached, but also why it's important for leaders to understand the kind of art and science of coaching. So let's jump into that first question. Why, why do you think it's important for leaders to be coached? I think great leaders are leaders who are constantly growing, right? So they're always doing their own work. They're always self-reflecting. They're always asking themselves, how could I do a better job? Where can I step up my skill set? Where can I show up stronger, better, more equipped? How can I be better tomorrow? So great leaders are always growing. Great leaders are always taking full responsibility for whatever it is that they produce, whether it's a physical result or a conversation and the outcome of that conversation. So for a leader, coaching is really critical to facilitate that self-reflection and growth. That's what I think. When a leader gets coached, they are able to communicate more effectively. They are able to make decisions with greater clarity. They're able to inspire people more effectively. They're able to come up with strategies that make more sense and strategies that help the team get to their goals faster, more efficiently. They are able to look at their emotional state and understand what's fact and what's fiction. And they're able to help people row in the same direction and align people with the goals or the mission of the organization. So I really, really think that coaching is a superpower for executives, leaders, entrepreneurs, for leaders in general, that is wildly underused. Mm right? So leaders purchase technology. They have no hesitation. They say, yes, absolutely. Like there's not even a question or a debate about whether or not a person needs a phone, let's say, or a a computer, a device, a laptop, whatever it is. Yes, that's an essential part of my, my business. I can't function without it. I would suggest that that really great leaders should not be functioning without a really great coach in the same category. I'm thinking back to something you said last time we spoke about coaching in blocks and how, let's just say a 10 week block. What that does is it, it provides the container or I guess the context you could say as well for I'm going to grow on purpose, very deliberately, very intentionally, almost you could even say very intensely for this 10-week block. I wonder if you would speak a little bit about what it's like to kind of put this container around a season of growth that you would participate in as a result of hiring a coach. Well, if you look at your own history, if you look at your own growth, what you've noticed is that you have something called growth spurts, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. you have an experience, that experience has accelerated your growth. It could be that, you know, you went to school and you did your MBA for a certain period of time. But imagine being in an MBA program for the rest of your life, that might get tiring. And that might get hard to absorb. And it might get stale. And it might get disengaging, right? All of those things. But when you're in your MBA program for a two-year program and you're around really cool people, it's like a spurt of growth. And what we find is that growth happens in spurts. You know, you, you grow and then you stabilize. And it's important to stabilize after growth because 
if you're not stabilizing, you're not cementing that growth. So we want to see growth and then stabilization and then growth and then stabilization. And that's what I mean by like doing this in chunks or in blocks, right? Let's grow and then take it in, absorb, Mm -hmm. you know, right? Cement it into your world, into your life. Then next growth spurt. That's what I mean. Yeah, it it really mimics growth in the natural world, right? Like we we plant, we nourish, we cultivate, we harvest, and then we go dormant, right? We we let that yeah. land be quiet and cold for a little bit while. And I think we human beings work really well like that as well. And that time with the coach when you very deliberately plant and harvest, you know, I was going to say busy, but it's it's intense <laughs> that time. It's and- intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, imagine you want to have really strong arms, right? And you go to the gym and you start doing weights and you start off with five pound weights. And for you, that's a lot because you've never done any weights. So you do five pound weights, but you don't do five pound weights one day and then you do 10 pound weights the next day and then 20 pound weights the next day after that. You do five pound weights for like a month, right? And then you go to the next phase. And so this whole idea of like getting to a place and living there for a bit is very important. You said something in one of our earliest episodes about the four struggles, the four main struggles of of leaders. Yeah. And one of them that really kind of stuck with me is isolation. And yeah. I wanted to dive into that as it relates to coaching, because I feel like, like sort of intuitively, but also in my experience, that one of the things that coaching provides to people, especially when they really start to get in that high levels of leadership, is it it's a way out of that that isolation and that echo chamber, right? I wonder if you would just share a little bit about what it's like for a leader to have this person that they're speaking with, at least journaling to on a daily basis, speaking to on a weekly basis, that is this possibly one trusted, confidential, judgment-free, you know, you're, you're not, you don't have a stake in the company, voice of reason and comfort and insight that they may not have anywhere else in their life. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a very, very funny story. So yesterday I had a call with a gentleman who runs a sizable company. Let's just call it that. And you don't need any more detail than that. And he's been having a hard time. The economy is rough. His business is having a tough time. You know, he's going through ups and downs in his business, but right now it's a down period. He's having trouble with getting products in and, you know, the supply chain is having a negative impact and it's, it's beating him up a little bit and he feels quite down about it. And when I got onto the phone with him, I said, how are you today? He's like, actually, I'm in a better mood. And I think it's because I saw that we were scheduled to to talk today. So what am I really saying is that when a person can unload their burden, when a person can share what's going on with somebody else, they are released of a million things. They're released of, of holding it in. They're released of the shame of what they feel. They're released of the burden of responsibility of holding this problem up by themselves. And they have someone that they can lean on a little bit and give them a new perspective and give them perhaps some ideas to consider, but just hear them out. 
right? So one of the beliefs is I'm struggling and I'm the only one struggling. Hmm. Is that actually true? Are you the only one struggling? I don't know. I coached a lot of people. I see a lot of business owners struggling right now. Is that because you're doing something wrong or is there just something going on right now out there? Hmm. Can we address it? Sure. Let's talk about that. Let's not just, you know, feel beaten and then lie down and never get up. That's not the goal. But let's remove some of the obstacles we create, which is feeling bad about things, which is, you know, self-recrimination, guilt, all of those things don't help us solve problems. So let's talk a little bit about budgeting for leadership coaching, executive coaching, because this isn't like, I'm, I'm not saying anything extraordinary. This is something that a lot of companies are doing. So when you get into these conversations of whether it's a startup company or a well-established, you know, Fortune 500 organization, what are you seeing out there in terms of how companies are truly investing in regular executive coaching for their leadership team? I think it's very situational. I see some companies who understand and see very, very clearly the relationship between coaching and team cohesion. They see the relationship between coaching and team performance. They see the relationship between coaching and leadership satisfaction. They see the relationship between coaching and individual contribution, but also individual satisfaction in in a person's job. But not every organization sees that. Not every organization understands the value of coaching. And I really, really, my experience is this, is that when you have leaders who have, I think, a progressive mindset, when you have leaders who understand that there's a trickle-down effect from their leadership to the frontline workers, and when you have leaders who are willing to do the work on themselves what you see is organizations who are willing to invest in coaching. When you have leaders who are not that progressive, when you have leaders who don't put in time for their own development, what you see is organizations who aren't so willing to invest in coaching. And there's a direct relationship between the leadership and the way that the leader perceives self-development and how the leader introduces and brings coaching into the organization. You know, we we spoke briefly before about, you know, should a leader learn how to coach? Should a leader acquire coaching skills, right? So there's two parts to this. Part one is a leader needs to get coached and a leader needs to bring coaching into their organization. And they see like this magical effect that takes place when more and more people in the organization get, get coached. But I also believe that a leader needs to create a coaching culture. They need to understand what a conversation looks like where a leader will help someone in their organization move forward. I'm not talking about mentorship, and we spoke about that earlier. I'm really talking about equipping leaders and organizations to have coaching conversations with their team, specifically about work-related things. And what we see is that the more equipped a leader is with coaching skills, the higher the performance of their team. What do you do in instances where multiple members of a leadership team want to be coached at the same time? Because I would imagine that that would be the ideal, right? It's not just one person, a one-off, and we're hoping that they're going to kind of germinate that around. 
I know you have a large team of coaches that you work with, so that's something that your company can handle, but is there like a Chinese wall that's put up? Like, how do you guys navigate that? Chinese wall is an interesting statement. So we work with each client independently. So what they share with us on a very personal level is, I mean, confidentiality is key in coaching. If you don't feel safe with me, then we're not going to make any progress. So confidentiality is absolutely crucial. And so, for example, we coach a family out on the West Coast. They run many franchises together, large, large organization, and it's a family-run business. So we coach the dad, the daughter, the brothers, not only the siblings, but we also coach the spouses who are all involved in the business. And what we've done is each person has received a different coach in the organization, Hmm. but now they want to come together as a group. So we take one of our coaches who has worked with the leader in the organization and we say, okay, what we want you to do now is spend some time with each person individually and bring them together and facilitate an event. So in other words, the client, whoever that client is, gets to choose what they share. Does that make sense? The client gets to choose what they share. Amazing. Like what a transformational process for all of these people to be getting equipped just at a baseline level with their own self-awareness, right? So that they're, they're not bringing just all of their garbage to all their interactions. Like they're bringing awareness and intention and focus. But the fact that you can then bring everybody together and sort of take all the best of everybody and create that cohesion. How cool. Gosh, that must be such a rewarding (laughs) client to be able to work with. They have changed their entire dynamic. Mm. It's been super interesting. And what we've seen is leaders are emerging, right? Mm. So when you have a family run business, you can put someone in a role that doesn't make them a leader. What we see is leadership emerging leadership skills at play. Instead of someone walking away frustrated because their brother didn't do X, Y, or Z, right? What they have acquired is the ability to self-reflect, the ability to say, hey, what part did I play in this? And how can I communicate effectively so that the outcome I'm looking for is something we can both get on the same page about? So we're seeing leadership emerging. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. So what are some of the resistance that you see out there in the world when you meet with leaders and, and they get to know the work that you do and, and they're still sort of like, "Mm, I'm not sure if that's for me. What are you, what are you seeing out there in terms of some of the kind of roadblocks? Yeah, I see a a few things. I see sometimes they get a little bit itchy when they hear our price, even though our price, I really, really think is super affordable given the value we deliver. We are with our clients every single day. Every time they journal, our coaches are there to read and respond to their journals. There's no more intimate, intense experience. There's no, there's no coaching experience where, you know, it's funny. I spoke to a guy yesterday and he was talking to me about coaching and he said, you know, when I was young, I was on the badminton team and I traveled with my team. I said, yes. How often did you work with your coach? He said, every single day. I said, that's my point exactly. Mm. And what I'm really saying is that If you truly want to help people move ahead in a coaching modality, there needs to be a daily contact with your coach. And in business coaching, in life coaching, in executive coaching, that's typically not the case. It is the case with us. So usually they hear our price, they get a little nervous, 
And then when they understand what they're getting, they're like, oh, wow, that's actually really affordable, right? But initially they get a little itchy. The second thing is, oh, I have to journal every day. I'm not used to journaling. How do I know if I'm doing it right? And to me, that's really interesting because it's a journal. There's no right or wrong, Mm -hmm. right? We give you homework assignments, but what we really want you to do is journal every day so we can understand how you're thinking about different things. When you share how you're thinking about different things, that's when we can piece together the puzzle that is you, right? So journal every day. We're giving you prompts to take you through our journey. We're giving you prompts to make it easier for us to connect the dots that I spoke about earlier to see how you think about things, how you see things, how you see yourself, what you believe to be true. That helps us. The more you journal, the faster you move. And so some people get a little nervous about journaling, but what they start to realize is that there's somebody on the other end of their journal. So every single time they journal, there's somebody there to read their journal and respond to the journal. So that's not like they're journaling into empty space and getting no feedback. They get a lot of feedback, they get a lot of questions, they get a lot of encouragement. And so it's a conversation that takes place every single day. And once they realize what that is, it becomes easier for them to do. I love that. Well, I have so many more questions about that. And I'm going to hold them until our next episode, because we're going to be talking about how to get the most from coaching. So let's wrap up for today. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Everything Executive Coaching. For any resources or tools we spoke about in this episode, remember you can head to frameofmindcoaching.com forward slash resources, or you can click on the links in the episode show notes. Thanks for being here.